if there's one thing no one has in the morning, it's extra time. Being wellness junkies, we wanted to ensure that we were taking the right vitamins, but admittedly, we were overwhelmed about exactly what was right for us. With so many supplement suggestions out there, it was hard to know what was right for us. Thank goodness Persona makes it simple. After taking a brief online nutritional assessment, Persona curates a custom pack of vitamins organized in convenient and biodegradable tear-off daily pouches that are delivered every 28 days directly to your doorstep. How does it work? They use a unique algorithm that takes into account gender, age, diet, allergies, lifestyle factors, as well as current health conditions and more. We loved opening our box and seeing our names on the pouches. A simple reminder that we're in good hands and getting exactly what our body needs. For listeners of Off The Gram, Persona is offering 50% off your first order. To activate your discount, simply visit www.personanutrition, P-E-R-S-O-N-A-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N.com forward slash off the gram to take the online nutritional assessment. a big believer that like the world sees you the way you see yourself so much of confidence begins internally which is great because you actually control that dialogue welcome back to off the gram the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life channel your inner girl boss and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media hey gang yeah hi Okay, so Daphne Oz is an Emmy award-winning television host, New York Times best-selling author, chef, and entrepreneur. She is the newest judge to join renowned chefs Gordon Ramsay and Aaron Sanchez on Fox's Master Chef Junior. My kids are obsessed with you. Mine too. <laughs> Yay! Oh, that's awesome. Right? Daphne also co-hosts The Dish on Oz, a weekly series airing um, Wednesdays on The Dr. Oz Show, and was previously co-host of ABC's The Chew for six seasons. She co-hosts the chart-topping podcast, Mom Brain, where she shares candid conversations about parenting and how to raise happy, confident kids with trusted experts, doctors, celebrities, and friends. Daphne's delicious and refreshingly realistic approach to balanced living has made her an in-demand speaker on all things food, wellness, motherhood, and lifestyle. Daphne and her husband have four adorable children. And of course, her dad is the one and only my buddy, Dr. Oz. Daphne, welcome. Thank you guys. So happy girl gang, girl party over here. I love it. The best. So we were, we're doing a weekly catch up today and I'll, I'll introduce it. So since the day marks the beginning of Women's History Month, let's all really quickly. So Daph, we always do a weekly catch up and we just do like a quick little like go around today. Since it's Women's History Month, we're going to name one woman who really just shaped our life or totally influenced how we think about the world. And I'll go first. And I, I hope this isn't like lame and like obvious, but I am going to say my mom and I'll tell you why. So my mom, um, as obviously you guys know, is Joan London, but I really like, you know, when I think about women who shaped what I want to be professionally, that truly is who I model myself after. And I'll, and I say this because when I was growing up, I did not get that. I just, I mean, you you know how it is. It took me until I was an adult to to really see the value and the merit and all that she does, but also in her humanness, she doesn't always do it perfect to this day. She doesn't do it perfect, but she was one of the first women to scoop up her baby 
meet me at eight weeks old and be like, all right, we're going back into work and we're going to do this. And I might like lactate through my blouse on national television because I'm breastfeeding in the dressing room, but let's do the damn thing. And I respect that so much. Um, and so that's, that's mine. So uh, Megan, Christine, who, who, what, what you got? I do love Mama Joan. She's like, she's, you know, she's the best. I picked a little woman in my life and that's my daughter because I think raising her has the biggest impact on me, frankly, um, trying to raise a strong woman um, and, and learn all the things I want to get right now that I might've gotten wrong, even though my mom did to mirror some pretty awesome behavior. So my little woman, my Charlie girl, who's now 10 years old and challenging me in all the ways um, is definitely going to be the woman who has the biggest impact on my life. Oh, I love that. Not to, not to copy Jamie, but I was going to say my mom as well, but I think it's a mix for me of all the women in my life. It's, you know, from my sisters to my nieces and, and girlfriends. And it's just a, a mix of so much positivity. I think that you can kind of take a little bit from all that in your world and just learn from it. Um, my mom has always been just such a, an easy, positive role model in my life. And I think that's where I get, you know, my energy and my outlook on life. Um, and I just, I think that's, that's the strongest one, but then so many, so many girlfriends of mine, um, you know, I don't have a huge girl gang, but you got us girl team OTG. Yes. yes. (laughs) And it's those special relationships. I think that you, you know, make throughout life that really help to shape you. So I think it's a mix for me of, of all the women. Daphne, do you have anyone that you th- that comes to mind? I do. I, I wasn't prepared for this, but I love it. And I, um, I do think it's so important and special to celebrate the, the, the kind of unique ways that your relationship with the really important, powerful women in your life changes over time. I loved what you were saying, Jamie, with that idea that like, you didn't necessarily appreciate all it took for your mom to do the things that she'd done. And, and now as a mom yourself, it's really, it empowers you in a whole new way. Um, I celebrate my mom all the time. So the, uh, so she knows that, but I, I want to highlight my grandmother actually on this one. And I'm, I am the oldest of four, three girls and a boy. I also have three girls and a boy. So I do have a very robust, like daughter, sister, mother, grandmother, um, filtering in of influences, but my grandmother kind of set the tone for everyone. She, um, she herself is a mother of six, And despite being like the total archetypal maternal figure in my life, the person who's the most nurturing, she's the one who's going to make you, you know, homemade chicken soup and fresh squeezed orange juice and bring your, you know, everything going on in your life anytime you need it. Like she is the stalwart there. But in addition to always being there for her family and having this wonderful big celebration of motherhood. She was also a, an elected town commissioner. She rode in the equestrian Olympics at 17 in Mexico. She went back and got her the, uh, theology degree. She's now a minister in her you know, 60s or 70s. So like every single stage of her life, she has really run at passions and made sure that her life was still being fed so that she could really beautifully and happily feed everyone else physically, emotionally, et cetera. And I thought, you know, I did something I didn't appreciate as a kid watching her and in awe of her, as I always was, is the, um, the commitment that that takes, you know, as a mother, things get in your way all the time. Like you're seeing me today, air drying and, you know, like running from thing to thing because life just gets really crowded and busy. And it's so easy to forget about or to put on hold the things that are important only to you, quote unquote. But 
you are important to everyone else. And if you are a shell of yourself or always running on empty, you can't give what you need to give. So I'm going to, I'm going to give a shout out to my grandma for setting, showing me how to be a great mother and also how to be a great woman caring for yourself too, which I think is something to highlight. Love that. You know what I love about all of these is that like, we didn't, I mean, like, yes, like, you know, Joan of Arc is amazing and Ruth Ginsburg is amazing and Nadia Comaneci. They, we could have picked any woman in history, but we all seem to pick somebody personal in our, in our life. And I think that just really shows the the respect, the hyper-local respect that we all have for the women around us and how beautiful that is. So celebrating all of us, all of us every day in every way. So we're going to move on to our sweat this segment, which is, as you guys know, our segment every week where we highlight a product or a service or resource that we are just sweating that week. And Daphne, I'm so glad that you are here this week because this is like the perfect time. We know that you are um, an amazing ambassador to Persona Vitamins. They are a sponsor of the show and we are personally all obsessed with I'm so glad. I mean, obsessed. So I want to talk a little bit about what they are. And then we're going to get into like our own experience really quick, because this that's the whole point is that it is so personalized. So that's truly what it is. It is a personalized vitamin program that is so much more than just your traditional multivitamin. They create a customized pack of vitamins and supplements to deliver only what your specific body needs. So you take this brief online nutritional assessment that's at their website, personanutrition.com, and they create this custom pack with your little name on it. It's so cute. It's biodegradable. They tear off and you have one every single day with exactly what it is that you need for over the course of 28 days. And they do it through like an algorithm. They have on-staff nutritionists that help the customers kind of adjust their personal vitamin packs. And it's, it's very hyper-customized and personalized and right on for you. And it's like really affordable too. They can cost as low as $30 a month, depending on what you add on or don't. So I'm just going to tell you about my personal experience because I love this. I ended up getting, um, they gave me like a vegan foundation formula because I am a vegan. So that's my multi, by the way, before, before I discovered them, I was like literally taking a multivitamin only. And there's just so much more that could have been like supplementing my body. Um, you know, I got a probiotic, I got vegan DHA. They also gave me movement support because obviously, you know, we're athletes and we do a ton of cardio. And there was a lot that kind of um, in that, that like uh, assists in the healthy energization of my cells and, and making sure that my heart health is tended to. And then this was the one that is like, definitely, it kind of made me sad, but I was like, yup, need this. They were like, we recommend for you sunshine support because, <laughs> because, because you might not get outside a lot. And I was like, oh, 2020, <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> like fact, I have, there are times when I haven't left the house in a month these days. And so that is important, right? So that has like yeah. vitamin D3, you know, for bone and muscle health and all of this different stuff. And then I got a couple of fun add-ons because I love add-ons. Like mm-hmm. I got goalie apple cider vinegar gummies, which like, yay for digestion and immune health and all sorts of fun stuff like that. So Megan, Christine, what'd you guys get? It's so funny. I had the same surprise because I love going through that questionnaire online when you could put in your personal information and the things that you think you want and need. Um, I had a hair, skin and nail support one that um, I always want to you know, focus on that. And then my multivitamin, um, it's a foundation formula. And it said there could be some gaps in my re- nutrition. So it's, it's interesting. Cause even though you think that you have, you're doing all the things with, with the food, um, you just really still need those supplements to kind of aid you in that, you know, that support. So I'm really glad to see that, you know, it, it filled those gaps. Um, also movement support, Jamie, same thing with me because I'm, 
you know, the athlete, I guess in me then during the questionnaire said that I needed that. And then the vitamin D, I was like, what sunshine? I love, I'm always outside, but I guess I still needed, you know, between the sunblock and not getting say, out as much. Yeah, it says if you wear a lot of sunscreen, so like, which is good for your skin and right. obviously keeping right. out the cancer rays, but like you may still be missing certain things that could be coming through and helping with other parts of your body. Yeah. So it really, it's eye-opening and I love the convenience of it that like you mentioned where, you know, in the morning you don't have to guess, there's no guesswork, you know, you're getting all and then some, um, and you don't have to, you know, sort out everything and have all those pill bottles. It's nice little packets that come. So it's really convenient. I enjoyed the questionnaire. I like a questionnaire. I like to, I like to like ask and answer questions about myself. It's like a test that I can't get wrong, right? There's no wrong answer. It's my life. Yay. <laughs> um, I filled out the questionnaire and it's interesting for me because I have celiac disease, um, which just means I'm, you know, can't eat gluten. And, but I, it also means that I don't absorb nutrients the way an, the average person does. So I'm always low in vitamin D and B12 and things like that. Um, and they need to be gluten-free. So it was nice for me to customize and do all that. Of course, then I got hit with COVID and I'm on a completely different zinc, vitamin C, um, baby aspirin and Pepsit regimen for 14 days. Um, so I can't wait to actually be healthy enough to take my prescribed, my persona, persona you know, again. But, yeah. but yes, but I mean, I highly recommend just taking the quiz because there's no wrong answers. It's your life. Yeah. And then like, once you do have your, like, your kind of like printout of what you get, you can always do this little thing. I, I saw it on my account where it was like generate booklet and it kind of like opens up like a little a brochure, brochure. And it kind of shows you like a little, like, Hey, Jamie, here's what we recommended for you. Here's why. And it kind of gives you the whole, I love that. I love pr- a personalization moment. Well, can I also say this? Like I am the, the nerd who had like a, like a little weekly pill thing that I got at, um, you know, like, oh, like a grandma. Like I, had yeah, grandma oh, I was going to say you went full old lady. I and went got your full old lady. Yep. And mm-hmm. these packets are way cooler. I look like so much less of a lame old lady now. Well, they also save you so much time because I, I've been like a lifelong supplement taker. I, I, I was, I, my friends would joke that I was like a witch doctor in college because, you know, they give you that, you know, standard issue desk and one bookshelf. My bookshelf was all pill bottles. It was all like oh. every, you know, immune support thing and energy support thing and beauty, hair, skin, nails, all that. And, you know, in college, maybe you have time for that. Some people probably didn't think it was worthwhile, but going into real life, like I just don't have time to spend 20 minutes sorting the pills. I'm guessing at the end of the day, I should be taking, and that's your kind you're guessing your quantities. You're guessing what your body actually needs. Like that was what draw, drew me to persona originally was yes, this questionnaire, it takes five minutes. You answer questions about yourself that you can't possibly get wrong. <laughs> and then the, the algorithm literally has over a trillion possible combinations of pills that the supplements, nutrients, et cetera, that you can take based on your specific needs, which it just, it was the first time it really dawned on me, A, how much guesswork I was doing that I didn't want to be doing and B, how much some of those like standard issue pills are formulated for like the average person, but not with you specifically in mind. And we now have not just the technology, but the transparency to really get the highest quality vitamins that Persona offers and do it in a way that's so hyper-personalized that you're only taking exactly what you need and taking it two things that were like really eye-opening to me as someone who thought I knew a lot about vitamins timing of when to take them. So I'm actually, I have my little like morning box oh, here, yay. Um, you know, and it is so, I mean, it's so easy. You just like tear off your one little pack. You can take it to go, which makes it so simple too. Um, but timing of when to take your bites, like I am the person because I've taken them forever and I don't have a problem swallowing them. I'll take like a handful of pills. And that actually is just 
wasting your time and your money because you actually need to sort of balance when certain nutrients hit you and, and how your body is best able to absorb them as a result. So some like, you know, you also, if you take any medications, you might not be aware of how they interact. That's the beauty of persona two is it's grounded in doctor approved advice. And these nutritionists you can speak to, I'm sure you guys saw on your box, the number to call a new, a real live nutritionist who will help you figure out what vitamins to take, when to take them, any questions you might have, get those answered. And I just feel like in this day and age, this is technology that really serves you. Like you're trying to do something great for your life. You're trying to feel good in your skin every single day. You do need to make it fun and easy if you're going to stick with a healthy habit like this. Leverage the beautiful power of persona to make it really easy on yourself. And um, less I, old lady. No, there's no excuse. <laughs> less old lady. Less old lady. That should just be the tagline. Less old less lady. <laughs> well, I love that. And if our listeners at home want to leverage the convenience and smarts of Persona, Persona is actually offering 50% off their Whoa, first Whoa, that's a good our, deal, James. It's a good yes. deal for our listeners. So if you want to activate this discount, go to personanutrition.com backslash off the gram to take the online nutritional assessment. And if you want to follow them on the gram, they are at Persona Nutrition. Yay. Okay. Let's dive into our topic. I'm going to take this one too. Sorry. I'm talking so much. So Daphne Oz is known for many things, but redefining modern motherhood. Most of all, as one of daytime TV's most recognizable faces, it's hard to believe that Daphne is the mother of four. I mean, can I just, like, I'm like so, so I mean, I have, jealous. I have two. Megan has three. Like, I don't. God bless you all. I always wanted four. Def, uh, that yay. Full it house. Still but in the pictures, it you make it look so happen. easy too. I'm but like, it definitely, <laughs> it definitely leaves us scratching our head, wondering how the heck she does it all. And her response is often, I don't know either. <laughs> As evidenced in a recent interview, where Daphne said, "When life gets complicated, it makes it all the more obvious that there's no right way, and we're all just kind of flying by the seat of our own pants all the time." Ain't that the truth? But there are some things we can do to maintain that fragile balance between health, happiness, sanity, and success. Daphne recently revealed a 50 pound weight loss after the birth of her fourth child, Giovanna, but also revealed that she was close to losing something else, her marbles. Realizing she was this close to her breaking point, she decided to loosen up her grip on everything and go with the flow, including releasing the pressure on herself to make her self-care look perfect. Instead, she credits things like making pancakes for lunch and tending to the basics like a solid vitamin regimen as the things that got her through, especially during these hard times of quarantine. We want to hear about it all. So Daphne, welcome. Thank you. Thank Hi. you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot I said all those things. I, you know, that's another little trick that I have, which is I am super forgetful. And I think, you know, you can't take it so seriously. You can't hold yourself to standards that are unrealistic. I was chatting with a girlfriend recently about as, as often kind, kind of like comes up mom guilt and, um, having it all. And the idea that like, there is some perfect woman out there who does like look like a million bucks every day, do everything her kids ever needed her to, uh, you know, cook three meals a day and, and just does everything in some, and holding yourself to that standard, obviously you're going to fall short because that's not plausible. It's just ridiculous given everything else that's also on your plate. And I think, um, you know, I do, I try, I really do try to 
set myself up for success. So I, especially through COVID, I have had ample opportunity to recalibrate my priority system. I think we all have, I think spending this much time with ourselves, with our families, like in our own heads, thinking about what we want, thinking about how to protect our own happiness. This was something I, I like sparked a bit of a conversation on my Instagram about recently, because I, you can also tell I'm kind of jumping around a bit. This is what mom brain does. Oh my to God. Me. That's how my <laughs> brain works. <laughs> hamster on a um, wheel. Hamster on a wheel, but it's going to come back. Don't worry. The train that's will what circle I say back to my husband. Station. It will come back. It will come back. Um, I, I took my daughter out for um, like a private lunch uh, a couple of weeks ago. She's she'll all be seven the end of this month. And one thing I do try to find is like a little moment of private time with each of the kids. And I love that they're a pack. Like it was always my dream to have a big family. I really love that they have their own amazing little dynamic and world that I'm not even really a welcome part of. It is like the kids world. Um, and I want that for them. I want that closeness of their siblinghood, but I also um, you know, really want them to know and feel my love intimately in, in that, like, I know them, I know their funny little senses of humor. I know what interests them. I know like we, that we have these own little personal moments and it could be 10 minutes, but it could be a lunch that, which is what we did with Philomena. And she and I were talking about, you know, she's seven. So she has these little tips with her friends. And we were talking about the importance of friendships and different friends being great for different things. And, being responsible at the end of the day for protecting your own happiness and seeing how people make you seeing how people quote unquote make you feel, but realistically how you respond to what they give you. They're only giving you information and emotional experience. Like the thing that makes you feel is how you respond to that and what you choose to do with it. If you stick around for it and keep enduring it, even though it's unpleasant, that's on you. (laughs) You know, if you can change your response and make it better, that's also on you. And you can also choose to spend less time with them. Another option, another option. Um, anyway, so I just thought it was, it was a lesson I was talking to her about, but it really was resonating for me as well in, in light of a lot of the hardship that, um, that so many people have endured this year, um, physical, emotional there, there it is, it has been tough. And, there's so much we don't control, but there are little choices that we can make. I'll speak for myself, little choices I can make in my own life that make me feel like I'm better in control of my happiness and setting myself up for success and not giving myself unrealistic, unrealistic standards has been part of it. Giving myself, um, permission to prioritize myself when I need to, like, like the reason I have wet hair right now is I had literally exactly 22 minutes to work out today. And instead of wasting that time, like talking myself out of doing it or belittling it, that like, it wasn't enough time to work out or leaving my house to go to try to do something else. I, I went out on this patio and did like the most balls to the wall, 20 minute hit thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, it it was ridiculous. But like that, that fed me so much. That gave me such a sense of accomplishment that made me feel like I got out of my own way and didn't talk myself out of something good. It obviously sets my brain up for like happiness going forward. I do little things. Like I do take my vitamins. I do have, you know, I have vitamins in here that are for adrenal support, which is great in my persona packs that are for, great for stress relief and like balancing the crazy of what your life, uh, you know, looks like probably if you're a mom of young kids and, um, and I do practice like, you know, quick, 
but effective skincare rituals that I love. Like they're little moments. You're like that such that a I makeup girl back. though. I you love that about you. You <laughs> once put fake eyelashes on me at, at that was Memorial. one of my yes. favorite experiences with you ever. She taught me so how to put it. It was, but you like, you've got skills. Like this is Megan with the scratchy voice speaking. Wait, I but, want this story. When, oh, when was this? Oh, this was so good. Me- and Megan, tell the story. We were at, I don't remember. We when, didn't know each other, by the way. We, we literally yeah, we had never, met. never met. It was the first time we had ever met. And somehow by the end of this event, there was like, I, I, all I remember no, was okay. there. Were- Go back. I'll give you the details. So we uh, went to yeah. this See, like I'm forgetful. PR That's event. why I'm so happy. <laughs> so, me too. But I remember lashes. I remember applying fake lashes to a stranger, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> so, so we were at this really fun PR event. Remember we used to go to those and oh, they were yeah, like, that's what it was. Giving, giving out. Alison Broad did this fun, like, come and see our new brands, basically. And um, they were doing this really fun lash counter, basically. And Megan and I met there. And I have to say, I love makeup. I, I, you know, I love anything that makes me feel more beautiful, more fun, more delicious, like helps me put on the fake that like I slept eight hours last night, which I clearly didn't do. And, um, fake lashes are a big thing that especially at the chew, I learned how to like put them on. Cause I put them on every single day with, you know, uh, sometimes on my own, sometimes with makeup artists and Megan had never worn fake lashes before. So I scooped up like a full strip and I put these They're on Megan. Put on. Well, well so it was easier hard. on her because she was at the right level. You're like a like six inches shorter than I was. <laughs> Mini me. Mini me. <laughs> um, and she looked gorgeous. And I think you were going home to have a date with your husband or something. I was, and I was and like, I, you like, go. Girl. I could not <laughs> stop batting my eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my God, this is amazing. She did. She ran up to me. She was like, <laughs> yeah, we were like up in each other's faces. She's with this pre-COVID, clearly. Very, um, but very. I mean, I was like, oh. It's no secret that we're smoothie fanatics over here at Team OTG. We like just about every kind of smoothie, but the part we don't love: cleaning the blender. Lucky for us, we just discovered Evive Smoothies. They let you make blender-free smoothies that deliver whole fruits, vegetables, superfoods, and plant-based protein. Plus, they're just fun. Their frozen cubes come in these adorable rainbow wheels that really dress up a boring old freezer. You simply pop the frozen cubes into a container, cover in your liquid of choice, let melt for 20 minutes, and shake, shake, shake. That's it. We highly recommend you check them out. They are like nothing we've ever seen before, and we are so here for it. Intrigued? Head on over to evivenutrition.com and use the code OFFTHEGRAM10 for $10 off your first order. But Daphne, fake eyelashes or not, you have this confidence and you have such, you know, this glow about you and it, it you just make it look so easy. But there's some women that are just like, it's almost, you know, baffling to see that because they're like, where do I begin? How do I start? How do I get that? You know, if they're struggling with this confidence, what would you tell them or have any advice for women like that? that are just trying to find their way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a big believer that confidence is cultivated. Like I definitely think I was born with, I'm the oldest child. So I was born with some degree of adults care about me and I, you know, I can do anything, you know, that, that thing. But I also feel like I was super shy as a kid. I mean, painfully. So I I really always got along with adults. I had a really hard time with my peers. And then I wrote a book in college called the dorm room diet. That was about losing 40 pounds, my freshman and sophomore year in, in college and how I did it with a really helpful lifestyle that still let me 
enjoy and experience all that college had to offer. And I ended up going on book tour talking to my peers, like, and, and, you know, uh, Panhellenic societies and sports teams and, you know, colleges across the country about weight loss. And like one of my, at the time, most vulnerable and, you know, emotional experiences. Um, and that really, you know, to people who I felt intimidated by, and it really quickly got me over the hurdle of fear of public speaking and like fear of being able to have these conversations that, um, that made me feel shy and very unconfident because what I quickly realized was every time I would give these talks, you could see people's eyes light up. You could see something shift for them about how they were absorbing the information, how it was going to change and benefit their lives. Because I was speaking as I was one of them. I was, I was intimately aware of the unique challenges college offered. I wasn't speaking top down, like, Oh, here's all the things you should do. I was saying, here's all the ways I messed up. Here are the things I figured out worked for me. Here are the ways they can work for you in this extremely realistic and, and relatable way. And what gave me the confidence to continue having these conversations was recognizing I was able to help people through those conversations and practice. And I, I will say, I think confidence is really just the belief is it's trust. It's knowing that you can trust your body or your mind to perform what you're asking it to. And the more you do anything, the more confidence and facility you get with that thing. And I, I think in terms of like, you know, I talk a lot about body positivity because I think it's super important to uh, to own the desire for you know to reach goals and and to celebrate progress along the way. I, you know, I I'll never forget moments in my um, you know during pregnancies or, and post pregnancies and things when people would um, you know I, I would have and of course you remember like the one comment like this which is so dumb but you know someone would say something like oh you know in my day. We would never have gone out looking like that or we would, you know, I, women weren't supposed to celebrate, uh, you know, not having lost their baby weight and, and things like that. And I, I just thought it was so weird. Like I am absolutely not about to hide myself or, uh, you know, stop experiencing my life until I'm quote unquote back ready, you know, that because yeah, you're not right. going back. We're only going forward. You know? Right. So, right. Um, comparing yourself to other women. Like there's so much comparing. It's like, you are never going to be me. I am never going to be you. You have to just be happy with who you are. Otherwise it, it's the devil. It'll, it'll just keep eating at you. And, and, it, and that is so true. And uh, I am a big believer that like the world sees you the way you see yourself. So much of confidence begins internally, which is great because you actually control that dialogue. And when I, when I talk about needing to practice and, and build up the trust in yourself to have the confidence, you have to practice speaking nicely to yourself. You have, I, I forget what book it was I was reading or someone, someone, you know, wherever the information came from, they were talking about, you know, I have three daughters and they were talking about how, how girls without their mothers even saying anything, absorb and internalize this creepy self-hatred of like looking, and it could be as subtle as, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror negatively or like tugging on your clothes, you know, just feeling uncomfortable in your own skin that you're, you know, your kids are watching everything you do. They are these little sponges. They are, you are under a microscope for them because they idolize you. And there are, you know, I, I am, hyper vigilant to like nip in the bud. If there's ever a moment where I am talking about myself or to myself in a harsh way, not even for me, although that should be enough, but for my girls who I just don't want to have to absorb anything that 
they they'll get enough of it. There's enough toxicity around them. I want them to feel like they should always celebrate their progress, their hard work, um, and their goals as they're working towards them. I have one daughter and two sons. And the thing I realized too, is that boys are internalizing it as well. It's not just my daughter that struggles where my son, I was like, Hey, you got to eat your blueberries. You need your antioxidants more always foods than sometimes foods. And he's like, are you calling me fat? I'm like, I don't use the F word. I mean, what are you talking about? But like, (laughs) he's heard that somewhere, like they're all, all these kids are the little sponges. And the more we can mirror positivity and confidence as mom mirrors, the better it is for them, boys and girls, the whole lot of them. I I couldn't agree with that more. My, my son said last night, he goes, mom, can I ask you a question? Um, are, are, are Oma and grandpa Michael vegan? My, my husband's mom and my dad, he asked. And I said, well, no, honey, they're not. And he's like, are they going to die sooner than us? And I, and what he had, what he had heard from us is being vegan is, is we feel great. We love being plant-based. It's just our personal choice. But what he took that as is anybody who doesn't eat vegan, isn't healthy. And I realized, whoa, we got to put the brakes on this. I have to explain to him a more holistic view. It is so, it was such a micro subtlety that he took on himself, but it was keeping him up last night to the point where he was in tears. And I was like, Mm. whoa, so to that end, can I ask a question? Because I just want to kind of take it back to like, you know, the, the, the frail emotions of, of girls, but also of us as women, life is full of ups and downs. It's full of, you know, wins and disappointments. And especially, I mean, we notice it on, on, on a micro level being just, you know, on Instagram and having trolls and haters and some people that kind of pipe in for no good reason to say something mean, obviously when you're on TV, like you are, it's an even bigger drama. So how do you have a backbone against that? How do you let it not get to you? Does it? get to you and how, what advice would you have for others to shake it off? Um, it honestly doesn't get to me anymore. I think because I had such trial by fire, my first couple years on television, which was when I was, I, I joined, um, you know, the, we, we put the chew out the, the first season was 2011. So I was 25 and it was my first time really consistently being on TV. My first time, you know, cooking on TV, Uh, I was 20 years younger than anyone else on the panel of the show. Like I was really trying to swim, (laughs) just, just trying to learn from them and learn from, you know, the, the, the great, you know, team teams that we had there. But I, um, I definitely fell on my face a bunch and there were millions of people there to let me know. (laughs) Uh, It was also at the dawn of social media. So people like, you know, the keyboard warriors were just figuring out their, their full might um, that they could inflict from, you know, the lazy boy in the basement of their parents' home. So I, I really felt intimately like these people were mad at me and they hated me and they thought I was doing such a terrible job and they hated that I used Dijon mustard. I should have used grain mustard. What an idiot. I like, realistically men who should never be levying comments at a woman period, but really on the, on the, on the no, no sartorial judgment from you. Thank you. My friend in your like sweat stained t-shirt um, I <laughs> would tell me they were like that, that dress was unflattering. Like you're, you know, right. whatever that was not your color. Right. And I, and I, you know, I, I really did. Um, I was so young. I was so vulnerable to it. I was so um, desiring of like, working hard and getting better and, and honing my craft and, um, and really felt like I was in this trial by fire moment. And it was in, I think season three that I actually got what I affectionately refer to as a case of the fuckets, 
because I I can't claim credit. This is a Carla Hall ism that I've like held on to my whole life because I just loved it. And like so many things she taught me, she was just, you know, she, she'd experienced more of life and she had so much wisdom, uh, you know, to offer to someone who was really going through it. Um, I got, I was pregnant with Philomena at the time. And I obviously my shape was changing. I was learning to like contend with, you know, living my life and also growing another life and, um, and the hormones of that on television in front of people. And I, I also, once I had her, like every priority in my life shifted and my, my life had had different and more layered meaning than it had had before when like career was a big part of that and um, of that identity and career is, is still a huge part of that identity, but it now is in balance with other parts of my identity. And that breath, that like slight distance I could take that realization that, you know, I would rush home from the studio at two to feed my daughter. And that like that break from the where, where before I would have had that time to like you know, stew over nasty things said to me. Now I was like focused on someone else entirely. It just broke that negative cycle. And then it gave, because I had that space, I could take a breath and say, you know what? I, I would never take advice from most of these people in real life. If I knew them as a human and, if, and maybe if they knew me as a human, they wouldn't say these things either, but regardless, I wouldn't take their advice in real life. I shouldn't take their advice online. And someone else had shared with me, they were like, you know, your even your email inbox is like an opportunity for people to add to your to-do list from the outside, just like ping things onto you. And social media is the same way, ping their problems onto you, ping their judgments of themselves, usually onto you, ping like whatever negativity they're holding onto you. And, and you, you are like, I said, the, the protect your happiness idea. Like you are responsible for what you do with that information. And now I'm like, I feel really lucky that I've worked over the last, you know, 10 years, almost cultivating this online community that is so uplifting. That is so just like, they come together, they celebrate each other. They want to learn. They want to be inspired. It's not like I, it is so rare that I get just a ad hominem attack or like some bullshit coming in my way just because someone wants to be mean, um, knock wood. And so I am, I'm grateful for that, but I also am grateful that like, were that to show up in my space, I am, I know what to do with that, which is Goodbye. I am a, I am an avid fan of the block also. Oh, I love the block. I love the block. Well, we do love following you on social media and it's, it is such a beautiful window into your world. So I feel like I already maybe know some of these things, but can you kind of walk us through like your morning routine a little bit? I do love just knowing a little window into someone's life. Uh, we, we know your, we know what vitamins look like for you, but we would love to hear more about that. So tell us a little bit about what mornings look like for Daphne Oz. Yes. Um, so mornings look like for Daphne Oz. I mean, we get up, we have total chaos for like the hour before the kids and we go to school. And how, like, what is wake up time? Is it early? Six, Are you early birds? Like six. 15, 630, probably. I'm the one on the podcast without kids. So some, so I'm the other side. Like we go to bed at two sometimes, not because we're partying, because we're working or doing whatever. So I kind of get those yes. seven or eight hours on the other end. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I love that. And that speaking of which I was up till two last night because 
especially when I'm trying to think about creative projects, I just can't do it being like peppered and interrupted every three minutes. Something I that's I've realized over COVID when we've spent so much time together is that I'm actually a truly terrible multitasker and I get really distracted by things very easily. And I um, like, it's why I, re- I realized in retrospect, I could never work in like a Starbucks coffee shop, whatever, because that ambient noise is like, I, if you want me to get nothing done, just fill my life with ambient noise. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's true. Sometimes at like after dinner and after everything, even though it's just the two of us, there's something about knowing the day, like no one else is emailing yeah, me no right now, hanging you just for knowing things. that subconsciously. And yeah. Even, that is true. Like even okay. like a, you know, a text can kind of derail your thought process, much less <laughs> four children, one at a time coming to to like, you know, ask for things. It messes with the hamster on the wheel, Daphne. I feel you. Totally. The train uh, suddenly is like in Oklahoma <laughs> and I'm like, like, hello, we were going to California. What's going on? Um, so yeah, it's, it is. Anyway, I stayed up till two getting some creative work done and I felt so good getting it done. Like I went to bed so happy because I didn't waste time. I didn't do like dumb stuff that I should, I didn't procrastinate, which is another thing I've been working on. Um, I got it done, but it was up really late and then I get up really early, which was brutal. Um, but I, uh, because I am like the one thing that motherhood has never adjusted for me is I love to sleep like newborn days. I suffer. I really, really suffer. I, I am not one of those people who just like ah, four hours. It's all I need. Um, so I, we get up, we do breakfast. Um, the, my kids go back my kids are in school, which is me too. I have my happy. life private Catholic school. Thank you, God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and they're so happy, which is critical, obviously. Exactly. And I'm so happy. So they go to school. And then I, um, that's when I, I try to do my workout first thing. Uh, if, if I get up early enough, I'll do it first. But honestly, realistically, like they're just, there's only, there's been, I can count on one hand the number of days in the last like six months that they have been happy and quiet enough in the playroom that I, I can get that done. What's the rundown of the ages? Uh, well, almost seven, five, three, and one. Yeah. Um, so you don't have a lot of self-sufficiency. No, no, yet. no. They're very, bar- barely yeah. any self-sufficiency. Um, although I will say they, pl- they're like at an age spacing right now where they play really nicely together, which is great. And we set up our garage is their playroom. So like I can listen to them from the kitchen very easily, which is great. Um, breakfast out the door. I do my workout. Sometimes it's 20 minutes. Sometimes I get something longer, which I love. Um, I, you know, do tons of streaming, uh, services, do lots of stuff at home because it just saves me time. I, um, have my, I have my coffee pre-workout post-workout with breakfast. I have my persona vitamins because it's, it's like, I keep my packet right next to my coffee maker. So I just, I like my whole little rhythm and routine goes right there. Um, and then I actually something else, like I've had all these like novel sort of introductions to how I structure my day because of how in the beginning of COVID, I think we all were like, we'll just do it all, all at once. And nothing was good there, you know? Um, And I would always like open my email first thing in the morning and then you get totally sidetracked. You never get to your workout. You never get that like clear headspace to set an intention for your day. So after, you know, after breakfast, I sit with a pen and paper and I have my little like mint green notebook and I write my major to-do list for the day, like the things that I will feel successful if I get these things done at the end. And it's not just an, a limit. Like I also have a page in there that's just like free flow brain. Cause you know, things like populate and you're like, oh, I didn't order a present for this person and blow whatever, like that annoying stuff, which is also taking up really valuable Ram hard drive space in your brain that you could otherwise be spending doing something else. If you just put it somewhere on the page. Um, but I do my to-do list and then I do my emails for one hour. And this was a, this was an efficiency tactic that someone taught me. I'm terrible at giving credit where credit is due, but whoever you were, thank you for this great trick. Um, 
I do emails one hour at a time because otherwise, like there, there's that whole Pomodoro method, which I've never fully like understood, but it does make sense to me that like brain, your brain. And especially we, as women are not, I don't think meant to just like be efficiency mongers. Like you can't just work nonstop for eight hours. Like you have bursts of time where you are really going to get a lot done and get a lot of bang for your buck. So I do one hour of emails. Then I am usually on like zoom calls or meetings or um, running errands. I do another hour of emails right after lunch. I do another hour of emails right before dinner. And then those, and then by the way, that also like gives me a little control back of my life that I'm not just constantly at whim answer. Like I, I, I am not the fastest replier. I will, I will say that, but I, when I reply to you, it's, you know, thoughtful and I've, I've devoted time to it. I think that's so important though, because I have this problem where I, this is Christine, by the way, where I, when it comes in text, email, anything, even if I'm like hanging from, uh, I don't know, skydiving, I want to answer that email or that question. And it's, that's so great because you just shut it and you're like, okay, I'm going to come back. I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to answer my best either if I'm answering so quickly. And I've done that before where things come across weird. Like sometimes I sound rushed or I sound angry or whatever, just because I'm just trying to get it done and get it out there. That's even happened with this little force, you know, our foursome uh, podcast crew, because we are all so type A and I think we all want to get that out there. So we could be doing something and, you know, Jamie or myself or someone will be like, I'm mid run. I can't talk now, but I'll get back to you later. But we still need to respond to say we can't talk now. (laughs) I'm laughing because we're all four. Can you imagine Daphne, us four type A women, like running this show together? We're all like, we're all like out type a each other on a oh daily my basis. Gosh. Like, I can't do this now. I'm, a, I'm hanging from the rafters. In a loving but... way, in a loving way. Yes. I can, I can definitely, I can definitely imagine what it must we're, be like. I, I can't even, I can't even believe we're like running out of time because I could talk to you forever, but I just want to ask this one other question. Cause it's been so on my mind because I'm always asking this question to try to get insight from my own life and marriage. So sorry, everybody, but like, this is kind of taking a left turn, but maybe not. I think it's like, we're also like work driven, especially because we're working from home. It's almost more. And my life has become almost so frantic in such a crazy way that I just feel like I'm always, always busy. And I feel like my relationship has suffered a little bit. It's funny when we're together so much because of the quarantine and all the things and the stresses of 2020 into this year, and then the work from home and then, you know, yada, yada, the email never turns off. The zoom is always on, you know, we're doing TV from our bedroom. Sometimes I'm doing TV from this couch I'm sitting on and my husband's sleeping in bed. It's like become the least sexy haven. This is like a television studio and it's our bedroom. How do you find time with your hubby to kind of keep things, you know, to keep your relationship? To maybe spicy, have a fifth kid? Is that in the cards? I don't know. Each yeah, Lord knows. We, we, we could have get some tips. Do you want a basketball <laughs> team? How are you keeping it hot? I do. I do. You know, I mean, I, I, I do want my own team. Um, well, yes! let, wait, let me go back for one second because there's something else I realized that I wanted to answer in the last question and then I'm going to answer this one. Um, I take a shower morning and night, which is another like COVID thing that because you know before I would take a shower at Ooh. night, but like who you know I, I wouldn't take a shower in the morning, whatever. A, a mom friend of mine told me about morning bath time, which I was like, "Come again? Say, oh say what? My. Yeah." So after she gets her morning going, after her kids are at school, she does this like fifteen minute bath for herself in the morning, which was totally revolutionary to me because I was I was like, "Wait, you could you can you can run a bath in the daytime." yourself. Like what is going on here? And I have to say, I've tried it a few times since she told me it is 
revolutionary. Like that 15 minutes of soaking in an Epsom salts tub, the, the like refueling of your muscles through that, the, the, devo- the like psychosomatic thing your body does when it recognizes you're prioritizing yourself in this way and giving like that little burst of love in the middle of the day. It was, it was crazy to me how much it made a difference, but whether I I'm rushing, which I normally am and take a shower or get to actually do that luxurious thing. I do my skincare. I always like, there is something about what I, I love makeup. We talked about this, but like on the days that I'm not wearing makeup, I just love having like bright, fresh, glowing, youthful looking skin. It makes me feel so confident. So I don't skip my skincare. Then it takes five minutes. You guys, I, I probably told all of you guys about Loom Beauty, um, which is I'm a co-owner of, but it is like game changing to me. What li- little bits of efforts of self-care add up so, and you reap the benefits of those so much. Um, so just a little PSA for any, any moment of self-care you can take. And to answer the question that you just asked, because it, it sort of ties to that what you're describing and what all of us have lived through is no boundaries. Like your bedroom is your workroom. Your husband is your camera guy. You're like, you know, I mean, you're the, the, there's just no time and headspace to divide between the part of you that probably there were there, you know, we women contain multitudes. Like we have, you know, 12 personalities within us that meet all the different needs that our lives require. And now those personalities are all constantly like running at the same time. And I think that what I've really tried to do is um, like little things like the bathtub. I just described little things like the email sort of boundary setting, like I described where I give that part of myself license to turn off for a minute so that the, not that they go away, they just like shift in forward facingness. And I, you know, it's like changing outfits. Like you, I let the one that wants to be loving and nurturing and softer and um, thoughtful and like listening mode come forward as opposed to type a gotta go like million fucking things going on, get out of my way, which is, you know, I'm sure attractive in some ways, but also like a totally different, um, a totally different version of myself that I think, um, it's again, it's on us to kind of be aware when we, I forget, um, when in our relationship, I'd had this conversation about just masculine and feminine, like that's in all of us. We have that natural balance of energy in each of us as whole beings and to bring your feminine side out a little more, which lets him bring his masculine side out a little bit more or, you know, whatever, vice versa. Like there's a give and take. And I think that um, being aware of when you might need to be a little bit more on the softer side, to be a little bit more on the receiver side and, and to like, you know, bring that personality forward. I think, um, I think that's gone a really long way to keeping our romance alive and then finding time. Like it's always been a challenge to find time. It's always been, um, you know, just like, you know, fighting for scraps. It feels like at the end of the night of just wanting to have 15 minutes of uninterrupted adult time together. But I think, um, there's, their kids, they're going to forget what they see. They're going right. <laughs> to move on with their lives. Let them, let them walk in yeah. on it. No, totally. That's true. No, um, it's true. And it really is about prioritizing it. Yeah. Right. But I really like that. I really like that about like remembering to soften up at the end of the day. You know, I think um, we're so hell bent on this modern society on being like women that are boss bitches. And that's cool. That's great. That's it's, it's, it's also awesome to, you know, uh, 
bring in part of the, you know, bring 50, 50 on the finances, all of that. And my husband, you know, is appreciative, but at the end of the day, you do want to have like, you know, a relationship that has, and by the way, this is also like whether or not you're gay, straight, anything, there is always like, that's what uh, I mean. Yeah, of course. Work. There's um, a male, fe- a yin yang in every relationship, right. right? So learning what that is and leaning into that archetype that works for you as it pertains to your romance. Well, I think also realizing saying. that it doesn't make you weak to feel taken care of. Like that's not, it's not because you can't take care of yourself. It's because someone is loving and caring for you. And I think that's to your point about like, we all want to be boss bitches. Of course we do. And we, and we are, and we should be. And like, it just, it, it's the same way you, with vulnerability. Like you think talking about yourself openly is going, you know, it, it, like that somehow that's going to damage you or make you like weaker. Usually being vulnerable makes you stronger, which I think is such an irony of becoming an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Well, this is a great place to kind of pivot. We love having you with us today. This was incredible. I want to ask you really quickly. So obviously we've told uh, our listeners that um, persona um, nutrition.com backslash off the gram is where they can go. And then tell us just where people can find loom. Oh, loom is L O U M beauty.com. And it's, um, it's actually the first clinically proven skincare line to dial down the effects of stress on skin, which is basically everything, (laughs) everything, everything. Okay, guys, Jamie here. You may remember last year, we brought you our first ever off the gram live event where we invited you into our virtual audience for our interview with Ariana Huffington. It was a magic interactive night, and so many of you told us it was the closest you felt to being back with your wellness community since before lockdown. That's right, James. Heidi here. That event was so nice. We're doing it twice. Off the Ground Live is back with a new super inspiring guest, the one and only Katherine Schwarzenegger Pratt joins us to discuss her book, The Gift of Forgiveness, which releases in paperback from Penguin Life on March 30th. Want to join the party with us on March 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern? Click on over to offthegrampodcast.eventbrite.com to snag your spot. Tickets are $45 and deliver a Zoom link plus a brand spanking new party in a box. Here a box will come packed with goodies from brands like Pip Snacks, Non-Drowsy Claritin Coolmint Chewables, Uplift Gut Happy Foods, Might All Complete Caffeine Free, Mix Hers Wellness Products for Women, Bear Aspirin Pain Relief, non-alcoholic craft brewed goodies from Groovy, and many more. And the best part? 100% of ticket sale proceeds go to God's Love We Deliver to help in their noble efforts to deliver daily, medically tailored meals to those suffering from illnesses and malnutrition. Come be a part of another epic off-the-gram moment. See you there! Really quickly, we're going to uh, do our quick lightning round, which we do with all of our fabulous guests. Are you ready for three questions? Yes. Okay. Question number one, morning or evening workout? Morning. Yes. Uh, number two, what is your favorite workout? I do have to say the efficiency of a hit or like a Tabata or hit routine is really powerful, but I do it with, um, I do it with ankle weights on. I do it with strength training and I do it always with like lengthening and, and flexibility in mind. Mm-hmm. Love that. And then three, coffee, tea, or matcha? Coffee. Although I love tea. And yeah, both, coffee and tea. I answered the same way. When, <laughs> when somebody, when it was my turn, they asked me, I was like, I don't know, it's all three. <laughs> they all win. All right, Christine, do you want to call for our karma, karma call? 
karma <laughs> and then Heidi says karma me is a Sanskrit word for action so what is one actionable item you can tell our listeners that they can do to make you know small changes in their lives and everyone else's lives that might benefit them write your to-do list with your hand not on your computer write it with your hand cross it off at the end of the night feel amazing about how much you've accomplished Love, Beautiful. Love we love that. We love you. We love Persona. Love you Vitamin. guys. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us today. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening in. Make sure you follow us on the gram at off the gram podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to this show. So you never miss an episode. We will see you next time.